Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about. We talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. How are you today? So far, so good. Excellent. I'm so glad to hear it. So welcome back to Round Hill Radio. I just wanted to say a quick thanks for listening. Yes. To our uh, incredible audience. We are so grateful that you are here. We're so grateful that you choose to spend time with us. Um, I also want to know, how do you guys listen to podcasts? Hmm. Because I am a habitual um, driving podcast listener. Uh Uh-huh. That's where I listen to my all my favorite podcasts, which of course Roundtable Radio is top of the list. Um, <laughs> and so, do you listen to them at home? I know some people do while they're, do, while they're doing house things. Sure, background, the background. Good, you know, we're keeping you company while you're doing other things in your life. Yeah. So reach out, let us know. How do you listen to Roundtable Radio? It's good to know. So today we are talking about some steps that our community has taken to sort of. Is it too much to say to say identify themselves? I think that's exactly the way to say it. So, so what what's been going on behind the scenes? Behind the scenes, yeah. Well, I, you know, this some of this is fairly specific to Round Hill Community Church. However, I think it potentially relates to all of us. Sure. Right as we're as we're seeking our way through the global pandemic mm-hmm. towards a future that is still significantly uncertain. Yeah. Right? Okay. And uh, so if somebody says, so what do you think the church is going to look like three years from now? I'm like, well, <laughs> that's a, your guess is probably as good as mine. <laughs> I, can give, I can give you three days. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the things that th- this condition of not exactly knowing where, what's lying out there in the future is not new, right? Right. Right. So right. we have to remember that. And in some senses, this is how the early church was born. Sure. Right. It had no clear predictors about what it was going to look like 20 years, 30 years, 40 years down the road. Right. But they did have a sense of a vision. And uh, in some ways, that vision was encapsulated um, through Jesus when he said, seek first the kingdom of God. That's probably his first sermon, at least as it's been passed down to us. And uh, so that was that was enough. I mean, it wasn't much. But those few words, right, mm-hmm. gave people something that they could start to see. So what does life look like on planet Earth if there is the, if the realm of God, you know, with its values of love and mercy and forgiveness are really in play? What does that look like? Yeah. So I think the one thing we can do is to start to think about what's, what's our vision as we look forward. And we've had a lot of time to think about this over this pandemic. And um, the Board of Trustees at Round Hill Community Church, that's the group of leaders responsible for the direction of our congregation, they've done a lot of work on this. So they created a vision mission statement and they've added values to that because we want to live in a neighborhood of values that support that mm-hmm. vision and mission. So um, I have the language for the vision, which I'd like to read. Yeah. And I've been I've been trying this out myself, right? I've had a little chance to test drive it. I like it. It's a prototype. Yeah. Right? So the vision is the vision of a world in which all people are loved as children of God and where the creation is cared for as the gift of God now and for the future. That's our vision. Wow. So we're putting people and creation, it sounds like, on equal footing there. Thank you for emphasizing that. Thank you. That was my first impression. (laughs) Thank you so much. I feel like I got an A plus in English You got it. Yes. 
<laughs> but that's really, I think that's remarkable. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's notable to me as a church mm-hmm. uh, or any organization statement. You know, like they say, you know, who who we are. Can you can you hit us with it again? I need a sure. second. I need a second listen. Yeah, a world in which all people are loved as children of God, and where the creation is cared for as the gift of God now and for the future. You know, what it makes me think of is our conversation, our podcast conversation last week, because mm. we were talking about hope mm-hmm. and using imagination mm-hmm. to envision maybe where we specifically are as an individual in the world, but then that's this is expanding it to a world vision. Mm-hmm. This feels much bigger than a church vision, I have to say. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> You really do get this, don't you? I drank my coffee today. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Yay. Well, you know, I, I think that uh, the great vision of the faith is that it it's relates to the whole world, mm. right? It wants, mm. it wants well-being or that beautiful Hebrew word shalom, mm. you know, peace for the whole world. Yeah. So whatever we want, uh, whatever that is that we want for ourselves, we're called to want it for everybody. Yeah. And I do think it would be interesting to look back at church vision statements or faith community mission statements 20, 30 years ago and see if any of them ever mentioned creation care. Right. Right. I mean, even right. even now, it might not be as common as we would like it to be. Right. But because we're building an identity there and we and we want to both challenge and welcome the communities around us to join us in this venture. Yeah. We want to make it clear. But you're right. It's about the it's about the cosmos. You know, it's about mm-hmm. the whole created endeavor. So you kind of already answered this question in your introduction, but I wanted to uh, dive into a little bit deeper of the idea of why now? Because like you said, it's hard to think about the world at all, Mm -hmm. even a year from now, right? much less three years from now, 10 years from now. What really made, what, what, what impetus brought you and this and the leadership to say we need we need a bold visionary statement? Mm-hmm. Well, there's an old um, <clears throat> saying. It actually is contained in the biblical book of Proverbs, but I've I, I think its source can be tracked uh, in other directions too. Which is, without a vision, the people perish. Mm. So that if if there isn't a vision that guides the action there's always that tendency for the resources to be dispersed in a lot of different directions. Sure. And so uh, we lose that sense of all moving together towards a common goal or a common concern. Yeah. And I think it was St. Augustine who said that a nation shall be known by the objects of its loves. Mm -hmm. So what is it that we care for? Ultimately, it's the world. And I think this is a to your question, it's a really important thing for the church to decide the scope of its activity. Because if we say, well, the scope of our activity is just us, sure, right? It's just our church and what we want for ourselves. That loses, I think, this long heritage that we've, re- we've received and inherited from the past, mm-hmm. which is always a concern for the entire globe right. and its well-being. Right. So I think that... Um, that's why the trustees felt it was important to have a bold vision so that we know in our sense right now that we're trying to reach out 
to the world as, as widely as we can. Mm -hmm. And when I think about some of our largest initiatives right now, um, we have a very strong emphasis on creation care. So we've started a solarization project to solarize our campus. Um, we're very concerned about the 32 Afghan evacuees who settled in our community, which has actually in some ways brought us into contact with some of their relatives and friends back in Afghanistan who were not able to leave. Mm -hmm. And now we find out more about them and that connects us to that world, right? right? So I think about the way in which the vision's already begun to take root in that yeah. sense. I was going to ask, so... I guess I kind of have two questions of how, in a, in a practical way, how do you see this being used as an active statement? Yes, and then yeah. it sounds like maybe it's already been you. It's already kind of been in the fiber of what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of that's kind of two questions. You can take them in whatever order you like. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. And so the question that trustees asked, if that's that that's a very broad mission, how do we give it? some direction mm -hmm. in terms of our specific calling as a congregation, right? Every congregation can receive the calling to serve that wider vision in a slightly different way. That's what makes every one of us a little unique. Mm -hmm. So when we established a mission statement, what we said is that in order to serve that vision, we want to become a community of compassion where we learn to love God, ourselves, all human beings, and creation with heart, mind, soul, and strength. So that's really learning how to be compassionate and then practicing compassion begins the way that we live out that vision. Mm -hmm. And that will certainly involve us locally. And as we've discovered, it'll involve us globally. Right. So very practical example, when Afghan evacuees started to move into our community and we had some of them living in transitional housing, I was visiting with a family one evening and it was very clear that they were still very disoriented, sure. right? Just trying to figure out how they're going to make their way in this new land, you know, understanding that they had left behind a lot of loved ones. And as I was sitting at the kitchen table talking with the family, it occurred to me that we were actually living out the vision statement and the mission statement right there. We were trying to figure out how we could be a compassionate presence in the lives of these people. Yeah. And it, it just felt so, I think it felt so helpful to me to think that we had a vision and mission statement that I could be thinking about while I was sitting at the kitchen table of a family looking to root themselves in a new world. Yeah. And it certainly gives me guidance, and I hope that's going to happen for the congregation as we go forward. For sure. We actually felt like these vision and mission statements were really portable right? That they could travel with us. Yeah. And that's the litmus test. Can yeah. they travel with us, right? When we leave worship on Sunday. Or could they be shared with other communities of faith who yeah. might say, yeah, that, that sounds like something that could work for us as well. Mm -hmm. And our goal is uh, during the year, we, we also um, will be exploring a whole neighborhood of values that we develop to support these, this vision and mission statement. And some of them are obvious, gratitude, the pursuit of justice, some of them a little less obvious, like imagination hmm. and clarity, you know, being clear about your purpose and seeing that through. So our hope is that each month as we go forward, as the, as the year progresses, we'll focus on one of these values for each month in the context of that vision and mission statement. And I think it's going to be a very rich time of exploration for the congregation. Of, and we hope for all of those, you know, who are 
being part of this through a podcast and online services that mm -hmm. will all engage in this together. It, I, I have to loop back to a funny, well, sort of a tongue-in-cheek book title that you've referenced over the years now, I think even pre-COVID, which was how to, leave, how to Lead When You Don't Know Where You're Going. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like you've kind of, you and this team have answered that Mm. question you mm. said okay how to lead when you don't know where you're going well let's figure out where we're going right yeah take the time to do that yeah and um i think that's not always that common you know we tend to sort of react yeah right rather than to think through how do what's the what's the vision that we want to have going forward right and how can that guide us and inform our decisions and um it's very yeah. em empowering because I feel like a lot of the conversations I've had over the past <laughs> two years um, is, you know, when you look to the future, there's always like a caveat, which is, well, it depends on right. what, how things look. Yeah. Right. Like yep. you, you kind of have hopes and you have dreams and you have ideas and plans mm. heavily lightly light, light, lightly, lightly <laughs> penciled in plans. Um, and that, it's always with this caveat and I, I'm really connecting with the optimism and the almost, like I say this with a great deal of, of love and respect, like the, the pig headed determination <laughs> that this is, this world can exist and we can be a part of making it so. I love it. And Faithful that makes, stubbornness. Yeah. Which we could all use a little bit of. That's okay. Yeah. Like, you know, we, this, we can we can make a positive impact in our world, no matter what the global pandemic situation. We can. I love the fact that you've described it in that way. It reminds me <laughs> of a really good friend of mine who was one of my teachers in seminaries, and he would say sometimes, "Some listen, sometimes you've just got to be really tough-minded." Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're going to see something through. Tough-minded optimism or tough-minded. Uh, joy almost. Right. Yeah. You know? Grace and grit. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Keep those together. I love it. Well, thank I was so excited to explore this topic uh, more over the next mm -hmm. forever. For, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to seeing what part we can all play in in this world of, of, of human and creation care. Indeed. Thank you, everybody. Roundhill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundhill Community Church, and we will see you back here next week. Mm -hmm.